Hello. Uh, John Brownskin was the one who introduced the program, and he's on the panel today. And this is Brian Bell on the microphone. Srimataji Nirmala Devi was the founder of Sahaja Yoga. Born in 1923 in Chindwara, a hill town at the centre of India, she grew up as a member of a large family, trained in medicine, was deeply involved in the fight for independence from Great Britain, married a diplomat, had two daughters, and in 1970 opened the Universal Sarastra and started Sahaja Yoga. In the remaining 41 years of her life, she toured the world offering self-realization to anyone who desired their union with the divine. And during those years, thousands of people in virtually every country across the globe gained that union and are now developing the peace, balance, and mental silence that it brings. For most of those thousands of realized souls, the first contact with Srimataji was at a public program. Well, today we're going to play one of those vast number of public programs that she gave. This one she presented in Sydney in 1990. In it she covers virtually all the points we make in these programs, but with much more precision and wit Imagine a quite short lady in a white sari, her dark hair falling freely over her shoulders, standing beside a formalized drawing of a human being. Along the left side of the figure's spine is a narrow blue channel, which at the top becomes a blue bubble representing the superego. And on the right side of the spine is a yellow channel, which becomes at the level of the brain, the bubble of ego. And in between the blue and yellow is a third channel along which the life force or kundalini flows and which, under certain circumstances, brings about our self-realization. I bow to all the seekers of truth. You have to know that truth is what it is. We cannot conceptualize it with our human awareness. We cannot order it. We cannot manipulate it. We cannot organize it. It is what it is, has been and will be. And what is the truth? Truth is that we are surrounded or we are penetrated or we are nourished, looked after and loved 
by a very subtle energy which is the energy of divine love. The second truth is that we are not this body, this mind, these conditionings, this ego, but we are the Spirit. You don't have to accept what I'm saying blindly, because blind faith leads to fanaticism. But as scientists you must keep your mind open and see for yourself what I am saying. If it is so, honestly you must accept it. <clears throat> we know so much through science about our civilization, our advancement. This is the advancement of a tree which has grown outside very much. But if we do not know our roots, we will be destroyed. So it is important to know about our roots. And this is what it is that I would say are our roots. As you can see, there are seven centers within us. And these subtle centers are placed in the spinal cord and in the brain. These cater to our physical, mental, emotional and spiritual needs. On the physical side they manifest the energy for the use of our plexuses which look after our physical problems. That is on the right side, the energy which is supplied by this yellow line, a subtle channel, we call it as the Pingalanadi. This supplies energy for our physical and mental actions. So this is the power of action within us, which also caters to the right sympathetic nervous system. The another channel you see on the left-hand side is the channel by which we desire, put our energy to our desire. So this is the power of desire and looks after our emotions. This is the one which looks after our conditionings also. At the end of these two channels they create two institutions, one on the right side crosses over and the yellow balloon that you see is the ego, is the balloon of ego that we have. And the left-hand side one, the, which conditions our mind, 
is the balloon of superego. As we start growing in age, by the time we are 12 years of age, these two completely meet and the soft bone in our head becomes completely calcified. Now there's third energy within us, which is in the center. And this center, central energy is the one which has made us human beings. And these centers are the milestones of our evolution. So now the last jumping is left out. It has reached up to the limbic area. Now, only thing is it has to break through the soft bone in the, on the head and break through that, which is the actualization of baptism. Baptism is not an artificial thing. It is an actualization. But the energy that does it is, we call it sleeping energy, in the triangular bone called as sacrum. That means the Greeks knew that this is a sacred bone, that they called it sacrum. This energy has to rise and break through that fontanel bone area and connect us to that subtle divine power which we have never felt during human awareness. Thus, we get connected to this divine power and we start feeling it on our fingertips. It's described in the Qur'an that at the time of resurrection your hands will speak and they will give witness against you. That is, you start feeling your own centers, these are five, six and seven centers, and they indicate what's wrong with you, within yourself, what's the problem. Also you can feel the cool breeze coming out of your head, cool breeze of the Holy Ghost, because this sleeping power which is called as the Kundalini, Kundala means coils, is the power of pure desire within us.
is Mozart's clarinet concerto, the slow movement. And this is the Sahaja Yoga radio program on 2SER, 107.3 on the FM dial. At the point in the program where we paused, Shramataji was talking about the sleeping power within us, the power of pure desire, Kundalini. At that point, someone shouted out, questioning Shramataji about something she'd said. On the recording, it's impossible to hear the words. I was at the program and I, I couldn't hear the words either. But Shramataji's response to that angry outburst was memorable. This is the result, you know, of tensions, on modern tensions. So many such things are happening. People have no peace. That's what I say, the tree has outgrown itself, it must find its roots. In America they say there are 55% people who suffer from terrible nervousness and at least 30% people have got schizophrenia. It's a very dangerous thing. If you don't understand how delicately we are made and to realize that we are human beings, the epitome of evolution, we are going to land in great difficulties. We may try to run away from reality, but reality will have an effect on us. Now, so now we have <clears throat> this kind of a mechanism within us existing. Now this is a living process of evolution. And we must understand that we don't pay for living process and we can't even explain it. Because when you take a small little seed and put it in the Mother Earth, it germinates by itself, spontaneously. You don't pay to the Mother Earth anything. And when it germinates, it grows into a tree and produces thousands of seeds. So in that little seed, <coughs> the map of all the things it was going to create is there. How it works? We never ask this question. We take all the things for granted. We don't even ask the question how this wonderful eye of ours is made like a camera, and that how we are programmed within ourselves like computers. You see, this is the color. You don't have to think about it, it's there. Through our sensory organs, how we find out things, we never question it. But to answer now, all our questions, we have to become the divine computer. And that's why we have to be connected to the mains, I call them, as the people who are self-realized, the people who have got their spirit in their attention. When the attention is enlightened <coughs> through this happening, then you can see the absolute truth. Like supposing 
you are holding on to a snake and there's darkness and somebody tells there is darkness but you have got a snake in your hand. I can see it. He said, no, I think it is a rope. Now if you put on the light, immediately that person will drop. In the same way, when the attention gets enlightened by the Spirit, the first nature, innate nature of the Spirit is that it manifests Absolute Truth. <coughs> you immediately become so empowered that you give up all those habits which are destructive to your life, immediately. I have seen people giving up drugs overnight in London, alcoholism, all kinds of things. I was amazed the way it's working. It's your own power within you. It's just there. It's existing. There's no obligation of any kind. It's just one enlightened candle can enlighten another candle. That's how it works. And it has to work. Otherwise, as I told you, we are standing on the brink of destruction. Leave alone things like drugs and things we take to escape reality. There are so many diseases that have come up and coming up that it is going to be very difficult for us to exist on this Mother Earth after some time. Ecological problems, the uncertainty of life, the insecurities that are built within us, so many conditionings we have, how to get rid of them, how to be cleansed is a very big problem today. And for that I think it is important that we have to get our Self-realization. Shirataji talks of self-realization and with that realization comes real meditation. Perhaps Respighi's music, the dove, can assist in that meditation.
we talk, my, my body, my hand, my mind, my ego. But which is this my? Which is the I behind it? And when doctors also talk about the autonomous nervous system, they don't say, what is this auto? Who is this auto? We say automobile. So there is a driver sitting, driving the car. But who is driving this car? That is what we have to find out. And that auto is the spirit within us. Unless and until the connection with the Divine is established, all other efforts are really fruitless. And that's why many people ask me why all the religions are fighting among themselves, why <coughs> people who believe in God are fighting among themselves, why they are so sinful, why aren't they so good. The reason is they have not found the Truth as yet. Just believing in any God or being born in any religion doesn't make you a righteous person at all. Anybody following any religion can commit any sin, there's no bondage. But when this Kundalini rises into that green part, as you see, we call it as a void. It's the area which is like the bridging. Very significant it is, like Moses bridged. In the same way, this is the bridging. And this bridging, when it takes place, you can cross over this ocean of illusion, as we say. But actually, this ocean of illusion is representing our ten valencies within us. We have ten valencies, ten dharmas, ten our innate nature as human beings. So when Kundalini rises into this area, it enlightens this area and a person who is a realized soul doesn't do anything wrong. He doesn't cheat, he doesn't bribe, he is not frightened, He's so courageous, he's so compassionate, he's so dynamic, he's so loving. This is only possible when you are innately religious. Unless and until that happens, the religion outside, the man-made religion, cannot give you what it is promising you. And that's why people are surprised that there is a big difference between the practice and precepts of religion. Every religion has said that you seek yourself. So there was nothing wrong with all the prophets, incarnations, all the saints. They all said the same thing, but we have missed the point. Everything has become either money-oriented or is an intellectual, uh, intellectual probing. It is through intellectual probing you reach a point where you realize that you have not reached the reality. So what should we do? And this is a very great gift of modern times, which was promised long time back. It's described already in our Puranas that at the time, this modern times called as Kali Yuga, the Parama Chaitanya or this all-pervading power will become active means there is Kruta Yuga, it will become active. And through it, thousands of people will get their Realization. Even in the Bible they have said that it's quite a limited number John, the Bap John has written 
in his revelation. It's quite a limited number, but we have already crossed that. And so many people have to become realized souls. It's very important today and it's so easy. Sahaja. Saha is with, Ja is born. Born with you is the right to become one with the Divine, united with the Divine, that is yoga. Yoga is nothing but to be united with that Divine power. That's what our yoga is. All other things are subsidiary. This union brings forth new dimensions on our central nervous system. As an evolution, we always develop a new dimension. By this, you develop a new awareness of collective consciousness by which you can feel other people, their centers. Sitting down here you can feel the center of somebody, somebody who is dead, even you can feel his centers and find out what he was. Was he a realized soul or not? You can find out about anybody whether he was a realized soul or not sitting down here. You have to just think about it, put your hands. If you are a realized soul, you can feel on your fingertips what is the problem. And somehow if you know how to correct those problems, you get rid of your own diseases and the diseases of others, your own problems and the problems of others. First you enter into a state of mind which we call as thoughtless awareness. When you cross this center of agya, that is placed in the optic chasma, you become thoughtlessly aware. You are aware, but there is no thought. It's what a blessing it is. See, I see a carpet here. It's beautiful. And when I look at it, if I start thinking, oh, what a good carpet, if it is mine, it's a very big headache because I'll be thinking, I hope it goes home, is, is already insured, is not lost, is not spoiled, all kinds of worries about this carpet. Thank God it's not mine, so I look at it. Still I start thinking, how much I should pay to get it from, where can I get it? All these thoughts coming. But if I look at it without any thoughts, then the joy of its creation, to whosoever it may belong, so-called, starts pouring on me like beautiful flow of joy. Whatever the artist has put into it, all his joy starts pouring. That peace and that joyous feeling within me when I don't think about it. Thinking makes a person mad, creates lots of problems. People who are sedentary, planning too much, I mean mostly say bureaucrats, dip diplomats, politicians, they are very vulnerable. What is the reason for that, which I'll explain to you tomorrow, how we get all these diseases because we think too much and we cannot stop thinking. But so far we have to understand that we are all on the 
either on the right side or on the left side. We are not in the center. The centers are like this, I would say, the left and the right. And the left side and the right side join together to make the center. Now supposing you are right side, means you are using too much of your physical or mental aptitudes. You are planning for future, you are very futuristic. Then this starts extracting energy from the center and starts moving to the left, right. Starts moving to the right. At the same time, if something happens on the left side and you get a jerk, it is broken, then you are vulnerable to diseases which we call as psychosomatic because this is the one is the somatic and this is the psycho. And these diseases cannot be cured because if somebody is a doctor, then he doesn't know about psycho psychology. Somebody is a psychologist, he doesn't know the medicine. I mean, we have doctors for one eye and another doctor for another eye. We have gone to that limit of specialization. This is the science of integration. It's not a science of specialization but integration because this is one body which has got the nose, eyes, ears all stuck to one body. And this is one personality. And we have to deal with this personality as a whole. But if you start treating it like one for the nose, one for the ears, it's not going to work out. So when this Kundalini rises through these centers, it brings them back to normal, to the balance, integrates them one with another and connects them with the means from where the energy flows inside. <coughs> And that's how you become very dynamic, you don't get tired, you feel very young, you never feel your age and you are extremely compassionate and kind and you love to do good to others.
is a Johann Sebastian Bach's oboe concerto played by the superb Diana Doherty with Anna MacDonald and the Sinfonia Astralis. Everybody realizes that we are in trouble. We are all in trouble. We don't know what's going to happen next day. We might get into cancer, might get into some other trouble. We might have any problem that we do not know about. We are not sure of our future. So it is better that we get our special energy that is within us. We get ourselves enlightened. And take to something that will make us much wiser, healthier, joyous and knowledgeable. Knowledge does not mean what you know through your brains, but on your central nervous system. That's what everybody said. That the time has come, it's a blossom time, I call it. There are thousands and thousands who can get Realization. It's such a great blessing that we could have our mass Realization. On the tree of life there would have been only one or two flowers to begin with, but today I call it a blossom time. It's actually the Day of Judgment. 
but blossom times seems better to say is more promising i hope tonight we all will get realization and enjoy ourselves may god bless you That's a movement from Bach's third orchestral suite. It's called The Air. After her talk, Shumatiji asked if there were any questions. Well, there were a number. And sometime, perhaps, we will play them on this program with Shumatiji's wonderful and often amusing replies. But today, 
sadly, we don't have the time. After the questions and answers finished, Shumatiji gave everybody in the audience their self-realization. result, you know, of tensions, on modern tensions. So many such things are happening. People have no peace. That's what I say, the tree has outgrown itself. At the very outset, there are two conditions I have to tell you. First one, as I told you before also, you have to forget the past. You have to forgive yourself and know that you are not guilty at all. All these ideas are given to you that you are sinful, you are guilty, you are this and that, because they wanted to cash it. You don't have to suffer either. So first of all, you should know that you must forgive yourself and must have self-esteem and you should be very pleasantly placed towards yourself because you are going to enter into the kingdom of God. This is the first condition. Now the second condition is that you have to forgive everyone. Some will say it's very difficult to forgive but whether you forgive or don't forgive, you don't do anything. It's a myth. But if you don't forgive, then you really play into the hands of the people who want to torture you. So best is to forgive them, forget about them. Forgive and forget. But don't start counting how many people have to forgive, what mistakes they have done, nothing of the kind. Just in general say, I forgive everyone. Just. And it's done. <clears throat> because Divine is the ocean of forgiveness is a very powerful ocean of forgiveness. And you cannot do anything that it cannot forgive. And once you say, I forgive, Divine takes over. We don't have to bother. Now, you can take out your spectacles if you want, because you're closing your eyes and might help your eyes at all. Put your left hand towards me, comfortably. Put your feet apart from each other. And now, Put your right hand on your heart and close your eyes. <clears throat> Here you have to ask me a very important question. In your heart, you ask me a question as you would ask a computer. You can call me Sri Mataji or Mother, whatever you like. Mother, am I the Spirit? Ask the question in your heart, not loudly. Three times, ask in your heart, not loudly, Mother, am I the Spirit? 
You have to only ask in your heart. <coughs> If you are the spirit, you become your own guide, you become your own master, you become your own guru. <coughs> so now take down your right hand into the upper portion of your abdomen on the left hand side. <coughs> And here, you have to ask another question three times, not loudly, in your heart. Mother, am I the spirit? Ah, mother, am I my own master? Mother, am I my own master? Ask this question three times. Am I my own master? I have told you, <clears throat> that I respect your freedom and the pure knowledge cannot be forced on you. So please take your right hand in the lower portion of your abdomen <clears throat> and say it six times, asking me, Mother, please give me pure knowledge. I cannot force on you. You have to ask in your free will. As soon as you ask for the pure knowledge, the Kundalini starts moving upward. So now we have to nourish the higher centers with our self-confidence. Raise your right hand in the upper portion of your abdomen. <coughs> Press it hard on the left hand side. And here with full confidence you have to say ten times in your heart, not loudly, Mother, I am my own master. Please say this ten times. Mother, I am my own master. <coughs> I told you at the very outset that the greatest truth about you is that you are not this body, you are not this mind, you are not these conditionings, emotions, nor this ego, but you are the Spirit, you are the pure Spirit. So now raise your right hand <coughs> onto your heart and ask, Here, or say with full confidence twelve times, Mother, I am the Spirit. Just say it without any hesitation. Say it twelve times, please. For your information, You have to know that a divine power is the source of knowledge, is the ocean of knowledge, is the ocean of love. <coughs> It is the ocean of peace 
an ocean of bliss. But above all, it is the ocean of forgiveness. So you cannot commit any mistake which cannot be dissolved by the power of this ocean of forgiveness. So please raise your right hand in the corner of your neck <coughs> and your shoulder. Push it back as much as possible and turn your head to your right. And with full confidence, please say sixteen times. Full confidence in your heart. Mother, I am not guilty at all. As I told you before, that you have to forgive everyone. And those who say it is difficult, they must know that it is a myth whether you forgive or don't forgive. But if you don't forgive, then you play into the wrong hands and get yourself tortured by yourself. So please forgive. In general, everyone, not counting how many people you have to forgive, what you have to forgive, but just say, by raising your hand and putting it on top of your forehead across, putting down your head as much as possible, resting on your hand. Please say, <coughs> with an open heart, please say, Mother, I forgive everyone. Please say it. Please say, otherwise it is difficult later on for me, I have to clear out everybody's hagya <coughs> and it takes too much time there. So best is to say it from your heart. After all, you are not going to miss your Self-realization for that. Now, take back your right hand, the back side of your head, and put your head on it, resting on it, upward. Here you have to say for your own satisfaction, O Divine, if I have done any mistakes, please forgive me. But don't feel guilty. Don't count your mistakes. Don't think about them. In general, you have to say, O Divine, please forgive me if I have done any mistakes or anything wrong, anything against you. Stretch your palm. Stretch your palm and put the center of your palm on top of the fontanelle bone area, which was a soft bone in your childhood. Now, put down your head <coughs> properly. And here, push back your fingers as far as possible. Please push back. This is very important. And now put a pressure on your scalp and move your scalp slowly, seven times clockwise. Here again, I respect your freedom. And I cannot force Self-realization on you. So here you have to say seven times, bending your head properly and pressing it hard, moving seven times, Mother, please give me my Self-realization. Please ask seven times, please.
Now take down your hands. Place your hand above the head, or perhaps 10 centimetres above the head. Can you feel there an energy, a, a cool energy perhaps, or a warmish energy, but something blowing on the palm of your hand? That's self-realisation. That's the door to good meditation. Shmatiji recommends that each day we should meditate for about 10 minutes or so in the morning and in the evening. She also suggests that it's a, a good idea to meditate with others because that's uh, a, a, often a stronger experience than on one's own. So to find out where a program uh, is taking place near you, there are two ways to do it. You can phone a number, which is 1800-724252, 1800-724252, or on the web, freemeditation.com.au, freemeditation.com.au. And if you contact... You will, you will get the information about where the programs are. They're all over Sydney, they're all over the country, they're all over the world. Uh, and to join with others in meditation and learning the various forms and techniques of, of Sahaja Yoga, which Shamati has given us, so that we can gain a deeper meditation, a more valuable meditation and through that meditation gain peace and health, well-being and joy. Well, that brings us to the end of the program. So, over this last few minutes, just sit comfortably, put the hands upturned on the lap, and enjoy the peace. My thanks to John, to being on the panel to, to SER and to Kim Bolchevik who has done the re-recordings of Srimataji's talks for us. Till next week when we meeting at the same time hope you have good meditations. Mm -hmm.